Welcome to the Free Oakley Podcast. This is your host, Billy Johnson. All right, everybody. It's Thursday evening, August 25th. Joe Young is back in the studio, and you know what that means, people. We're going to talk ponies, among other things today. Joe Young, welcome back to Free Oakley. Good to have you back, pal. Good to be back, Bill. I'm excited to discuss the Traverse Stakes, as well as some exciting events coming up in our worlds. Uh, I want to quickly mention that I had a, a near a near run-in with the man himself, Charles Oakley, in Saratoga. I had a I had purchased a ticket for a meet and greet with the Oak on wow. uh, it was also conveniently uh, family day. But the heat index got up to about 105, and I, I couldn't bring the kids to the track on such a hot day. I lost my chance to uh, shake hands and have a picture taken with the man himself. What was the – all right, so, yeah, you mentioned this. So you purchase a ticket at Saratoga. You're up there for, like, a weekend, and they have, like, pseudo-celeb meet-and-greets, right? So you get a ticket for this. You, Correct. What's your, what's your game plan going into – a chit chat like you have an elevator pitch moment with with oakley does does the podcast come up at all is it 90s knicks what's the game plan so um if i if i were to if i if i were to run into oakley in the paddock area i would i would probably try to have a conversation about horse racing but i didn't think that would be likely um and what i was anticipating was like a long line of like you know dudes just like me just you know 90s fans of, of oakley yeah lining up for a quick little you know sign and okay you know keep it moving big guy so um what i was gonna go for i was gonna ask him if i could post him up <laughs> okay like, like on the spot off, ward him off with my left hand throw the right hand up okay yeah yeah, yeah. that was gonna be the move wow i this could i could just envision this coming to blows with uh with the oak tree I, you know um I, I don't know how security would have gone because it's like it said like handshake and like there was a th- it was a, a handshake with a photo and like a thing that he would sign so i yeah. thought with like covid protocols and but um that that that's like what i was gonna go for yeah um, you can't that that situation is like an assembly line he's just like head down signing mm-hmm. stuff um you gotta catch him like we gotta catch him like in like he i, I think he likes to have a few cocktails himself. It's probably one of those situations where like, you get a few drinks in them. Uh, you probably get a much different uh, Charles Oakley experience. One of the options was a um, an open bar that, that with a buffet that lasted for about an hour and a half. Okay. And, and Oakley was participating in it. But um, as I mentioned before, like I go with the family. So like an hour and a half, you know, chopping it up with the oak, <laughs> you know, while the wife and kids are sweat, sweating it out on a 107 <laughs> degree day. <laughs> You got to know your limits sometimes. And this, yeah. This is one of the, it's, you know. All right. So the, the moral of the story is here is that we're inching closer and closer to getting free, to Charles Oakley, making an appearance on Free Oakley. So we're circling yes. the Oak I think tree. That's the, yeah. And uh, like, like all things, you know, once, once we start narrowing down our little universes, you know, um, eventually we're going to, we're going to cross paths. It's funny. One of, uh, one, one of the, one of the participants in our pool um, as soon as he got wind of the name of the Free Oakley podcast, Amanda's, uh, Amanda's old boss, Paul, he sent me a picture of himself with Oakley in what was clearly not a paid-for picture. Mm. So Oakley's running in a, smiling. Yeah, so Oakley's running in a, in a not-so-distant circle. So who knows? One, one of these days, we, get a, we run a three-man weave on this pod and uh, get Oakley on himself. 
All right. So talking about Travers, right? So, you know, the, and the last few times you were on, we, we did the, the triple crown. So you hit me up on a text this week and was like, hey, let's talk Travers. Travers was not on my radar. Uh, as, we, as we discussed last few pods, I'm more of a novice horse guy. Um, but Travers is a name I'm familiar with. Saratoga, I've been to before. And so t- talk to me, talk me through the Travers. Like why, why is this all the, like, why is this another big race? Is this like the, the biggest race for the States outside of the triple crown or, or is this just a big race? So it's, it's the third biggest race, um, that, that gets run for three-year-olds. Okay. So, um, the, the Preakness is a, is a lower graded race, but, but takes place kind of like conveniently within the, um, the triple, the triple crown timeframe, uh, where they, you know, they, sometimes, sometimes people call this the fourth jewel of the triple crown because okay. you're seeing more so this year than ever before. You're seeing horses that have battled it out. So like right now we're going to see epicenter rich strike and early voting and Zandon, all these horses whose names we were like, Oh, Oh, you know, I mean, Epicenter came in second twice and, and, and Kentucky and, and, and um, Rich Strike hasn't even, hasn't even t- touched the board since, since the miracle at the Derby. So, okay. um, yeah, so it's, 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 it's like the unofficial um, fourth jewel of the official crown and it takes place in Saratoga. So like Saratoga is like home base for a lot of horse racing people as far as like the coolest spot to be. All right, so that's good news. I'm, I'm happy to hear it's the fourth leg of the Triple Crown or the fourth jewel. I was I was getting nervous that you know we were we were migrating to or evolving to us just talking about random horse races, and next thing you know, you'd be on next week, you know, giving giving uh, picks for the Aqueduct in the middle of the week. So this is a big deal. Trappers is, is big. The the tra- so you know like um. You, you noticed today that we did a pool for the Travers. It sold out almost instantly. You know, there's, there's, a, there's heavy interest in the Travers. It'll be broadcast on NBC, you know, on prime time, Channel 4. What are we looking like from an entertainment perspective? We had Janet Jackson at the Kentucky Derby. We had DJ Pauly D at the Belmont. What, what do, we, do, we, do we know who's playing the Travers? So entertainment-wise for the Travers on, on Saturday, I'm unsure of. But as you know, Bill, I'm a huge fan of Joe Russo's Almost Dead. Uh-huh. And they are playing at SPAC tonight. So th- today, yesterday would have opened up like Travers Weekend at Saratoga because the, the tra- Saratoga, Saratoga goes Wednesday to Sunday now. So like if you were up, up in Saratoga right now, you could, you could be enjoying a J-Rad show tonight. <laughs> um, like dead cover band, on- right? Yeah, yeah. Like at the track, though, like at Saratoga, there is no... Um, there is no infield per se where you'd be able to set up a Janet Jackson style concert. Yeah. Sa- Saratoga is very much like geared more towards the horse racing. Yeah. They have a band in Saratoga. That's awesome. And it's like an old time. Um, I don't know, like an old time, like string band. They have like a banjo player, a fiddle player and they, and they like kind of like walk around the grounds and play in different locations um, but, but Saratoga, you, I don't think you're going to catch a, uh, a plain white tea show or something like that. <laughs> I would. So I went to Saratoga once back, probably early ish two thousands, uh, and hit the track. It's, uh, it's a little bit, it's an, it's, it's a nicer crowd, right? It's like a nicer venue. I don't think you're, you don't get like the dirt bags running across the porta potties like you do at, at any of these other like triple crown races. 
nothing like that now it's yeah. a, um it's it's a totally different energy at saratoga um it's it's i would say it's classier um it's got it's got like a nice it's got that nice feel of, of being around a lot of people who are on vacation and, and kind of taking a day out of their vacation to go do this and, and it's also got um it's also got a feel of like a place where a lot of people are going to um to to wager heavily. So like okay. you, you'll also notice in Saratoga like large amounts of like groups of like like not not skelly looking dudes like you know like I guess <laughs> yeah. regular regular people in their camping chairs you know walking you know walking in and out of the paddock back and forth to their coolers. There's there's upscale levels of enjoying Saratoga now too where you could you know. You could spend a little bit of money and have a buffet and, and then okay. have a bar available. All right. So, uh, so, so that you did mention the pool, which is what we wanted to do today. Also, as we, as it has become free Oakley tradition for your appearances on these shows, we like to do a little bit of a pool. Uh, we have a set group of, 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 of individuals out there who have signed up. We're going to do a blind pick them. Uh, as always, you know, we're going to carve out a chunk to give to Keen, my nonprofit, which provides free sports and rec for special needs kids as we are philanthropic here, philanthropic, pardon me, here at Free Oakley. Um, so yeah, so this, so this is it. Let's, why don't we do it like we did last time, right? We'll, we'll, we'll do the pick them. And as we do the picks, you can give a little color on the horses. I did, as I, I was writing down the horses names. I did recognize a lot of these horses from the uh, from the Triple Crown, so this actually seems like it should be a pretty exciting exciting race. Bill, and once again, we have to address the issue of being accused of shenanigans. I I, I have people coming out of all all corners of the world, namely um, Colorado. Vincent Medicino mm. accusing me of shenanigans, thinking uh, I got some sort of loaded ticket for him. It's guaranteed to get the worst horse. Could, could you just assure people out there that the pools are 100% um, shenanigan-free? Shenanigan-free. I will say Joe and I are looking at each other right now on a Zoom. This is a, you know, Joe's in Massapequa right now. I am on the Upper West Side. I've got eight pieces of paper ripped out in front of me. Those are the individual horses. And we are, this is a pure blind pick'em. So there's no shenanigans here. Um we can see each other, which is which is good. Unlike man, so, the, like, the man. I'm wearing a Saratoga t-shirt. Billy yeah. is wearing some sort of salmon-colored uh, shirt. Is oh, is that orange? This is an. Oh, you got uh, an Islanders. You got an Islanders shirt. You got an orange-colored yeah. Islanders shirt. Yeah. So, so all right. Seeing one another, no zero shenanigans. Yeah, and then we do these one at a time. So Joe's got the names. I've got the horses. All right, so I'm going to pick the first name. Oh, look at this. The Young Syndicate is the first ticket I pulled. Ooh. Right there, Young Syndicate. As we did that, I have Gilded Age. Yeah. All right. That's that, that. Gilded Age is um, not, not one of the top horses in the field. Uh, it's not a throwaway, per se, but it's, like, um, it's, it's, not, it's not the horse that we're getting excited about around here, Bill. I see 30 to uh, one, 30 to one for Gilded Age. Yeah. So like, I, I, I know very little about it. Um, <laughs> Excellent color so far. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. You know. 30 to one. Right, so know nothing about that, it. Well, I know it's the four, I know it's the four horse. I know it's 30 to one. Um, and 
it's it's I don't think it ran in any of the other races. I, I'm almost I, I think Gilded Age is a, a horse that gets shipped over from uh, from Dubai. It's it's not on my uh, radar at all. So. You, you right, make, so, so there, there goes the rumor. There goes your um, shenanigans address right there. Young, young syndicate with gilded age. Did you make that part up? Dubai. This horse came over. What on a boat? Gilded age was was sent to was to the Middle East and it participated in the in the in the Derby. And um and it and it didn't do well at all. It finished towards the back. All right. Okay. So now this horse has come back right from the Middle East to run in Saratoga. And you know, there's very little chance it's gonna. Um, it's what you call a toss. Like it's not a horse you would put in in any sort of tickets. At okay. All. Well, what we found in the Free Oakley history is that never real, never rule out the syndicate. Who do we got for number two? Number two, number two, number two. Who do I got? I got Vincent Menachino. Look at that. The next guy up. Let, let me guess. Essential quality. Cyberknife. Okay. Not a bad pull for Vinman. Um, Cyberknife has won graded stakes. It's one of the few horses in the race that has won graded stakes. Uh, we love Cyberknife after the Arkansas Derby. Brad Cox, uh, we like Brad Cox and his and his, and his you know plain spoken you know regular sort of approach to uh, talking about horses. Um, and, he, and Brad Cox won the Travers last year, so oh okay, not bad. Not a bad pull for the Vin Man. Um, but as you'll notice that uh, you know. For this pool, only first place is getting paid out. So Cyberknife, include them in your tickets, but I don't know about Cyberknife winning. Next up, Bill, is... Oh, the Jiggerman, Jason Jaslow. Right. And I have him with Zandon. Zandon was in was, was a name I remember from the uh, the Triple Crown. So Zand, Zandon is a... Uh, um, it's a Chad Brown horse. It's one of like three Chad Brown horses in this race. It, it won the Bluegrass... Um, it, it's just not winning. It's like hitting the board a lot. Um, it's, there's there's a strong chance it's going to win. Um, but I mean, this horse has been in the mix, as you said before. It's been in, it's been in the mix this whole time. Okay, there's eight horses, right? By the way, I, I didn't mess up the. Yeah, eight horses. Okay. You got okay. it. All right. All right. So who uh, we got? So uh, next, who's next? Next up is cousin Johnny. John okay. Young, Suffolk County. The other, other JY, Atorius. Atorius. All right. So th this is like the longer shot that I like to win this race. Um, this is a Chad Brown horse that hasn't ever ran a grade one stakes. And this horse's dad or whatever you call it, like Sire, yeah. did the exact same thing, right? So that horse was arrogant and that horse did exactly what this horse is trying to do. Uh, and this horse also has like the number one baller, Irad Ortiz, on the uh, on it as the jockey. Okay. So uh, cousin Johnny got the horse that I think will win, Artorius. You oh, when or, I see a horse that I'm going to bet on to win, I think okay. Epicenter is going to win. Okay. Um, yeah, like Artorius is nine to two. I see. Yeah, and you'll see. You know, Irad Ortiz Jr. in Saratoga has been like single-handedly impacting the. Um, the betting odds for horses because he's been winning so much. So that's who, who's move. Chad Brown? Is it trainer? Chad Brown is the trainer, yeah. Okay. And he's got three horses in this. Chad Brown has three horses, yeah. You'll, you, a lot of races in Saratoga go heavy Chad Brown. He's like the main Saratoga guy. Okay. Re he recently got himself a little bit jammed up. 
Oh yeah, what happened? Well, he was he was arrested on a domestic abuse charge. Apparently, he has been involved with a few of his exercise riders, um, like the, the people who like work the horses out, and I guess a couple of the uh, exercise riders and him have formed relationships. He gave an exercise rider a key to his a lo- his apartment. Okay. And, uh, and like basically broke it off with her. Yeah. But but um, was hanging out with um, a different exercise rider, sleeping in the in the apartment. And exercise rider number one came in, found Chad with number two, uh-huh. and, 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 a, uh, and a and a and a and a scuffle ensued. Police were called, and uh, I know Chad Brown had a domestic abuse charge. Wow, he was in. You would have thought this was rider one versus rider two. And like a Janice Rossi uh, whore living in your building from Goodfellas type of scenario. But no, this actually mm-hmm. came to, to, to blows exchange, Chad get mixing it up. Okay. Like get out of my apartment type thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. See, that's more color and background than you had on Gilded Age. Gilded Age, you brought nothing. This, this is, I, this I, is I, good I, color. I Bill, I don't know. I don't, honestly, I knew nothing. Like the, the 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 long shot that I actually wanted to get was "Ain't Life Grand" because it's because it's named after a widespread panic song, and it's like a, a random horse from Iowa. Yeah. Guild, I guess Gilded Age. I just I just know nothing about. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, it was uh, we got half the field covered. Back half coming up now. What do we got? All right, here we go. We've got Paul Severini. Um, this is uh, Paul Amanda's former boss. Um. He's the uh, the godfather of my niece, Allison Lunny, and he's an all-around great dude. Who did he get? Early voting. Okay. So uh, Paul, Paul's going to be happy with early voting. Eight to yeah. one. And uh, you'll notice that's the third Chad Brown horse. It's got Jose Ortiz on the meat on the um on the mount, uh, and uh, it, it's it, it should be a contender. This would be the hardest race for this horse to ever win, you know, because this is a much stronger field than the Preakness was. And he didn't how, do so hot in the Preakness. How long is the Traverse, by the way? Traverse? Yeah. You know, Traverse consistently changes. Uh, this year, it's going to be one and a quarter. Okay, one and a quarter is the Derby, right? Same, yeah. same length? Okay. Yeah, so like one and a half is the, um, the Belmont, and that's like the long one. Right, right, okay. Uh, so Paul, all right. Paul got early voting. The next person up is going to be Chris O'Shea. And that is Rich Strike. He should be in like, in my personal opinion, he should be he should be in the same the same number he was in the Derby. So like eighty to one or 50 oh wow, to one. okay, you know. All right, so um, he get it took mile and a quarter, so it's same same length as the Derby. So maybe he gets a little bit of love love because of that. Well, it's it's the only horse that has actually won at this distance. So look at look at look, look at like the little factoids you're picking up on, Bill. Yeah. Um, and that would be like something that if you're you're looking at a horse and a reason to bet it, it would be that is that this horse yeah. has won at this exact distance before. Two horses left. All right. Next one up. All right. Got two left. Got two left. Got two left. Oh, we got Team Johnson. Ah, okay. This is the widespread song. Ain't life grand. Team Johnson with ain't life grand. It's a it's a it's a bummer because there was two horses left and the other one was Epicenter, who you just said you thought was gonna win. So Team Johnson again, and now Team Johnson, the second worst odds, the 20 to one. 
And Team Johnson. So got a- I like it. Like, okay. It's, it's, it's a little bit. It's a little bit of a random horse out of Iowa. Um, I I don't know. This this is in the same category of Gilded Ages of, of not a horse someone would know so much about. And I've never even heard of the trainer Kelly Von Hemmel. <laughs> like some, du- some, some some Dutch guy. <laughs> For me to never have heard of a trainer means uh, that it's a really obscure person. Because I'm, lo- I'm looking at the Saratoga Naira four days out of the week. <laughs> right. So <laughs> you knew more Kelly, about the Kelly. <laughs> you knew more about this Dubai. You knew more about this horse going to Dubai for vacation and coming back than uh, than this guy. Yeah. So yeah. Um, just let's just throw it out there. The, the the person who got epicenter is the person everybody roots against. The double H. Oh, the hammer! Oh, don't even don't even say his name. Yeah, I think he won last time, or he came in second or third. The the double H gets epicenter. Good luck. The hammer is is on vacation right now. I believe he's in Pennsylvania, so we'll have to reach out to him that he won the favorite. Uh, the only you know the hammer though does represent repeal our our good friends at repeal in new on Newhart Park Road. So. Shout out to to Retruva. We always think of him when we do these horse horse pods. Bill, if if if, uh, if the Double H is on vacation in Pennsylvania, th- there's a chance he may uh, he, he may enjoy half of the England with someone if uh, if Epicenter comes in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he might right. be up for splitting England. All right, so so that that's it. That's the eight horses we just ran through. What so what are your um, what are your moves? What what do the listeners at home want to focus on on their OTB accounts? All right, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a tried and true move that that's just making sense for me um, lately, and that's called the Ortiz brother combo. Okay, and that's and that's when you bet on Irad and Jose Ortiz, and you put the two of them in an exacta. Right. And uh, it just, it just they, they line up perfectly with the horses that I like. I like Artorias coming out of nowhere and winning. And I like early voting, uh, kind of like pacing on this race and, and like maybe coming up to win it at the end. But uh, that's a that's a nice payout if it comes in because you're looking at an eight to one horse and a nine to two horse. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, that the ass man does not hit the board with epicenter. So kind of I'm kind of like betting against epicenter uh and that, that that's my move i'm not touching gilded age outside of the pool <laughs> not touching rich strike or eight life grand okay uh, and I, you know i wouldn't rule out cyber knife if, if you wanted to do like a three horse exacta i think i think cyber knife would be the third horse to put in so that's that the three you're liking in an exacta is atorius early voting and cyber knife yeah so it'd be like a seven five one um, you know, triple or exacta, but um, okay. you know, buyer beware. You know, I'm 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 fading epicenter big time. Like I'm I'm counting on epicenter to not hit the board. Okay. Which is a you know, a, a lot of people love epicenter in the spot right now because it did run good in the Derby. Um, you know, you could argue that Rich Strike caught lightning in a bottle the way that it won, and it did run good in the um, in the <laughs> All right, so we're we're obviously going to get uh, commentary from these picks from our from our good friend and uh, friend of the Free Oakley Show, Pat Tui, out there. And uh, I, I thought it was worth mentioning 
before we let you go, Big Cat, was we almost had a, a racing trip on the books. We almost went to Monmouth for September 10th. This was, you know, Pat Tui is getting married and we're, we are putting together a one day solo event, one day only bachelor party. Initially, we were thinking about going down to Monmouth uh, to check out the ponies. Pat's a big fan of that, but we opted for an army football game at West Point instead. That is September 10th. Luck would have it. They're playing another free Oakley favorite, the uh, U- UTSA Roadrunners. So how about that for, for karma and fate? The Roadrunners we will be seeing in person on September 10th. So as you know, Bill, we've been doing some intel into the, uh, into the greater, you know, West Point area, just finding out good steakhouses, tenants. Uh, you know, I was asking about what time we should get to the, uh, to the, to the parking lot, if we want to get ourselves a location. And I, and I mentioned to my friend, uh, college roommate, Joe Padula, I said, um, you know, how, how would it go over if I were to, to, to be openly rooting against army and betting against army? He said, don't do that. And don't do that. Why? He said, don't do that. He said, he said, army destroys these lower tier teams. Interesting. He's, he's okay. Watching army consistently. And he wouldn't, I don't think he would, I don't think you're going to catch him, you know, putting some money on army versus like Wisconsin. Right. But he was like, don't, he's like, uh, he's like, I wouldn't, he's like, I wouldn't touch army versus, uh, you know, he's like, he said, I don't know. He's when I told him, uh, I was considering, um, you know, going against army. And he also said that that would be, um, you know, you know, kind of like contrary to the spirit of things over there. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like anti-American. We're going to go to West. <laughs> We're going to go to West Point and make a huge wager on the, the Roadrunners. Massive wager on the Roadrunners, like a massive wager on like the army team under. <laughs> right. Rooting against. Openly the- screaming and shouting <laughs> in the uncontrollable way that like wager, wager shouting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to so, call it. Rage cheering. So, uh, but, but it's funny, Bill, because it, it brings up kind of a, a recurring theme of bachelor parties involving our, uh, our crowd of friends. And that's, and that's poor decision-making, right? <laughs> so like, <laughs> like making a decision to bet against army would be a poor decision. Nor- normally we have a, a little bit of a barrier against our bad decisions. It's not going to be there this time. I know. I know. I think you're referring to uh, the other half of team Johnson, which is my old man, AKA Bill Johnson, senior, the AKA the extractor. The extractor is probably the best earned nickname any human being has received in, in the, since 2000, right? Yeah. So, so like, uh, he's the extractor because he extracts us from bad situations, particularly bachelor parties. And well, two, like at the risk of uh, telling stories from a bachelor party, which I know could be uh, could be frowned upon, but um, first first instance was at your bachelor party. No, it was at uh, a different person's bachelor party whose name we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep in the corner. It was Chicago, Illinois. We were in Chicago, Illinois. We were at a, we were at a place where an altercation erupted. And uh, the police came in looking to, um, you know, take, take, you know, kick ass and take names, ask questions later. <laughs> we found ourselves um, with plastic handcuffs on ne- next to the bar, even, even though we basically did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. <laughs> Your dad noticed our situation and uh, your dad was level-headed enough and sober enough to kind of like identify the highest ranking officer on the scene and talk to him. 
And uh, we were quickly told that if we, if, we, if we left and did not return to this location ever, we could leave and go back <laughs> to our hotel. So your dad had a, a cab waiting for us and he, he extracted us into the cab and we made it out of there. And uh, unfortunately, not everybody in our crowd made it out of there without, uh, without getting a charge. So yeah, there were, there were three arrests made. So that was extractor <laughs> number one. Well, hold, hold on. You're underselling a little bit of of the of the scene where cops were called. I, I I do have to to we have to touch on it to give it some justice. You know, we talked about the Bogarts brawlers. Um, there was an element of that involved. There was a melee, and because the the extractor story wasn't just that from that from that incident. There was a a melee broke out. Again, we did nothing wrong. Nothing. In, no one in our crew did anything out of line or out of sorts. This was completely. I put this solely on the staff of Bush McGuire's in Chicago, and the local law enforcement. This was nothing to do with anyone in our crowd. But uh, the melee breaks out, and the my dad puts me in a bear hug, and and my dad's bigger than me. Puts me in a bear, and this is 2006, right? So this is a long time ago, 2005. Puts me in a bear hug and walks me into the corner to just get me completely out of the, the melee situation. So, so there was multiple extractions in the same incident. So I, I was kind of amazed at how quickly they were able to like slip those little zip ties on us. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then just, just the same way, like we got out of it, um, I guess for context, um, there, there was a big brawl, but one of, you know, the bar, one of the bartenders at that, at that place did, did, did you know, take a shot to the dome. Yeah. And stuff, whatever. But let's not let's not to get get too into the storytelling part of it. Let's fast forward to um to the second extraction. Mm. You, that was in New Orleans for your bachelor party. We were basically up in our condo late late at night, and um, a member of our large group we had about I think twenty five or thirty of us with us needed needed some help getting somebody out of a bad situation down in one of the bars. New Orleans can be very dodgy for sure. Yes. Everyone, I think everyone knows that. And so this is 2013 to paint a picture, 2013, New Orleans, my bachelor party Thursday night was Halloween. Friday night was a Pearl jam at outside lands festival. I'm sorry, not outside lands, uh, voodoo fest. And then this is probably the Saturday night of, of this is night three. Really late. So this is like, Super duper late, like fourth, like after the, you know, after the bars by us would have closed, four thirty-five in the morning. A friend of us uh, reports that we got to get down there to to pull someone out of a situation that uh, he felt like he was getting pulled into like a uh, a little bit of like a, a like a he got baited with like a beautiful woman Ooh. and uh, was going to get like you know who knows what what would happen next if he if he went down this path and nobody could get him out but but we had a feeling that the extractor could do the job so the extractor actually tapped me for um for support and uh i turned out not to be the best wingman because i almost fell into the same trap that we went to rescue our friend out of so the extractor had to quickly like or, you know be like stay focused you know like we're, we're not here to fall into the same exact trap and what the <laughs> trap is is that they'd be, they'd be like they'd be like women as beautiful as beyonce like yeah coming up to you pouring shots into your mouth and like oh my god like all yeah. over you and you, you know, get away! Like, what am I doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And our our friend actually fell into that into that terrible trap. Could not get himself out of it. I think he thought that like this Beyonce looking girl was like into him. Yeah, it makes sense, right? Why why and, why uh, wouldn't that be the case? We saw, we saw that the extractor saw that 
she actually had a person watching the situation. So the extractor kind of like, because he's your dad, looks like a police officer, was able to tell that dude, like, listen, we're taking this guy out of here. Yeah. And it was like one of those no questions asked type things. And, uh, and, we, and, and we got him out. Like we, we, got, we, got, we got him out of that situation. So the extractor's been very handy. We might, we might be rolling our dice a little bit going into G.I. Joe headquarters with, with that, without him at our side this week, that, or two weeks from now. If it wasn't 2022, <laughs> and I would, I would, I would think I would, uh, you'd have something here. I think if it, if it, if this was 2005, 2006, I mean, we've got a good chance of winding up in Guantanamo Bay and missing work on Monday. So I, I, I I'm, I've been steered against, uh, you know, I'm going to be going with army for the, for the game. I, we go on army for sure, but we got to do something on the Roadrunners. It would, I, I have, I mean, I feel like we have to do this. It would be anti-free Oakley. It would be a slap in the face to Aaron, Aaron Brum. If we, if we didn't touch the Roadrunners, maybe it's a, maybe it's a team over. Maybe it's a, maybe they're, can, can you do, can you do props on college games? Like, passing yards or their offense is supposed to be really good again this year so i feel like if you go team total like you're going to hit a certain point where where you're going to hit your team total and it's over and it's no longer necessary to root for the roadrunners so we could be kind of like quietly rooting for them for the early part of the game for them to get their team total yeah and then like try to like what they call say thread the needle and um and, and, and look for a way for you know, what number can the roadrunners hit and, and hit the team over? And, and, and is it possible for Army to score more than that and win outright? Yeah. Because if we're just betting on the, um, the roadrunners team total, people are going to pick up, you know, on our section. Yeah. I think, and uh, Johnny, Johnny Mack, Johnny McCormick, uh, our boy, got the tickets and he said that I think we're sitting in the center, section right next to the cadets. Yeah. So I can see them being like not enthusiastic. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Joe, we will. Uh... We make sure we hit in the OTB to get your Travers picks in and keep an eye out for the, the winners of the Travers. We will report back on the pool and uh, we'll see you soon, Big Cat. Daniela, you said all those things I wouldn't have dared. As I hold on every word, I swear.